This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. TV Wrestling Network Loyalists, welcome to this week's episode of your home for everything current wrestling here, there, everywhere, Place to be Nation's main event. I am your tri-host, Scott Criscolo. Welcome to episode 198. Yes, we are only two episodes away from the double century mark, and we have a fun show planned for episode 200, which will be uh, the first episode in August, so... Uh, so stay tuned for that over the coming uh, month here on the network. But we have two episodes before that, including tonight. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We can almost call it uh, the recap episode of the main event because we have two big shows that have happened since I was here in the lounge with my two compadres. Two big shows from the two big flamethrowers, of course. Uh, AEW had their Forbidden Door show with uh, New Japan. And, of course, this past uh, Saturday night in Vegas, WWE had... Uh, money in the bank so we're going to talk about that uh any other little tidbits uh in news uh more on the flare uh monstrosity that is occurring at the end of the month and an interesting uh kind of narrative topic about a promotion that i've always that i've kind of wanted to get into and these are the two perfect guys to uh talk about with but let me bring them in uh first off he is an og uh he is probably one of my favorite nostalgic podcasts of the history of this feed and other feeds uh, he is the sheriff down in the Lone Star State, Mr. Pete Schermacher. Hello, Pete. What's going on? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good to have you on, as always, sir. Thank He's got you. a couple of uh, juicy stories to tell us. Maybe not juicy, but very entertaining stories to tell us. Uh, at least be was... ready now. So let's lead with that. Uh, yes, yes. See? See? I can always rely on Pete. Another guy I can always rely on for entertainment is my other uh, compadre. He is, of course, the purveyor of the Kings of Sport Patreon. And uh, with number 98, I just I just get a feeling it's one of these. It's a giant, hot defensive lineman, all state lineman for the Monarchs. Big Virginia boy, just like this guy. The Godfather, Nate Milton. In the words of our illustrious reigning, defending, undisputed, undefeated queen, Jade Cargill, Scotty, cut Mm -hmm. the shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we, we got too much to talk about tonight scotty but yes i will grant you number 98 for the midgeville monarchs was uh troy gage uh who was a yeah. offensive defensive lineman uh just a big big old country boy uh yes so yes troy troy was a was a good player for the monarchs back in the day also the most illustrious nba player to ever wear number 98 and it's it's a we're getting down to the to the bare minimum when you're looking at names like Arnoldus Kalakoka and oh, and Chet Abachan and Hamed Hadadi. So I think ah! out of the bunch of 98, maybe the most uh the most important, not only in terms of his on the court stuff, but maybe the the off the court stuff as well. Scotty is uh Jason Collins, who uh was the first openly gay player in the NBA. Yes, that is correct. Uh, also, he wearing played for the Nets. Yes, yes, he did play for the Nets. He, he uh, 
played for the Wizards. I remember his time in the, with the Wizards, and I think he played for your Celtics for a cup of coffee, Scotty. Yes, he did. And uh, but he did not play for the Lakers because Shaq schooled him when he was stuck having to guard him in the 2002 uh, NBA Finals. But I, I, do I always wonder. Celtics, by the way, uh, that, that would have been what? 13? No, no, the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the here's the thing about Jason Collins, though. Maybe even more fascinating than the myriad of teams he played for. How do we actually know Jason Collins played all those minutes, Scotty? It could have been his twin brother. <laughs> that is true. Oh, God, I forgot about that. That's true. A uh, couple other 98s, uh, Julian Peterson, lineman, mm. and uh, NASCAR driver Leroy Yarborough. When we have to dig into NASCAR drivers, we know that we're hitting the uh, – <laughs> but let's put it this way. We know that we're going to get a good a good hunk of 99s uh, yes. in two weeks. But anyway, uh, Nathaniel is correct. We got a plateful of uh, fun things to talk about uh, this evening. Uh, as mentioned, we have a couple of uh, shows to recap. One happened right out of the weekend, right into the weekend of our last episode, and then one happened this past weekend, Fourth uh, of July weekend. We'll do that one second. Let's start off, guys, with the show that happened uh, back on the 26th of June uh, at the United Center in Chicago. It was the um, Forbidden, didn't, 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 cellar door, 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 door. The gate, the fence, the hole in the roof between AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, here were the results. Uh, we'll fire through them quick and then we'll go around the horn, chat about results and, and with the future. Uh, Bishamon defeated the factory. These were, these were all uh, uh, pre show. Uh, Lance Archer defeated Nick Comoroto. Swerve in Our Glory defeated Suzuki Gun. Max Castor and Gun Club defeated Yuya Yamura and New Japan LA Dojo. Uh, those were all pre-show. In the main show, Minoru Suzuki and Les Sex Gods defeated Eddie Kingston, Shota Umino, and Wheeler Yuta. FTR defeated United Empire and Rapongi Vice uh, to win the ROH and IWGP tag team title. So FTR holding lots of gold. Pac is the inaugural AEW All-Atlantic champion. He defeated Paul Jones, Wahoo McDaniel. Oh, sorry. I thought it said Mid-Atlantic. <laughs> sorry. I was going to say Paul Jones, Wahoo McDaniel, and Johnny Weaver, but I guess not. Uh, anyway, the AEW All-Atlantic championship. Dudes with attitudes. These guys got mad at me. Dudes with attitudes. Kevin Nash and Shawn Michaels defeated. No, they didn't. Uh, although that is bad. Dudes with attitudes. Defeated Bullet Club uh, in a six-man tag. Uh, Thunder Rosa successfully defended her AEW women's title, defeating Tony Storm. Will Ospreay defeated Orange Cassidy to uh, retain the IWGP US title and apparently was a banger of a match. Apparently matched the night in a lot of people's eyes. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli, yes, Cesaro returned, or I shouldn't say returned. He went to AEW and defeated Zack Sabre Jr. in apparently a very good match. Uh, Jay White retained the IWGP uh, world heavyweight title, defeating Hangman Page, Okada, and Adam Cole. Uh, Adam Cole apparently got hurt in that match. That was also the longest match of the night at 21.05. And in the main event, John Moxley, John Dean Ambroxley, defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi to win the interim, which is fucking stupid, AEW World Championship. Because 
you need an intern. I don't know. I, I'm sorry, guys. I, you know, I, normally I'm not nit, nitpicky about things like that, but this still pisses. This still makes my m- makes me crazy. Why are we having interim championships for for something that's not real? Well, I think I, I don't get it. Goes, it all boils down to UFC. I mean, that's how they do it, and now that's how I mean that's how a lot of the psychology in wrestling works. I mean, they've been doing like knockout submissions and this and this. They follow UFC's game plan. I honestly like uh, what they do. And, I just you know. I don't know. I know it's not I real, mean, but you know, they're, they're yeah, of course still, it's not. They want it. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I really don't have an opinion on it. But they they are following it. I mean, following what UFC does, and that's what they do. They they do an interim championship if a guy's mm-hmm. injured or fails a drug test or can't make weight for a for a title match. They make an interim champion. Mm. I get that for like real things, but if let's put it this way, I I still don't get it. If 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 CM Punk's injury was short term, then just have him keep the title. And, and but I also another, go on here, Scotty. Tell me what you're saying real quick, and I'll. And I'll no, I'm saying I, I. If it's a short, if 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 the injury's short term, then have him keep the belt, cut some promos, maybe sit on commentary, still do this show. Maybe if you want Moxley and Tanahashi as a number one contenders match, yeah, for them to have down the line, fine. If it's a long term injury. Then strip him of the belt, then have this match. Just make Moxley world champion, and then have some storyline with Punk comes back and says this is bullshit, and they wrestle it all out. I I, I don't know. I just eh, I, again, I'm with the I, uh, I like I like if it's long term and they do an interim championship. But you know this is also not the '80s, not even the '90s, not even the 2000s, where AEW's running house shows where you want to have the belt defended on the house shows because it helps right. draw an audience. Mm. Um, so. They don't have that going for him. But if it's a long-term injury, then I think they should do an interim championship. I'm not a big fan of stripping people. I'd rather do something interim. I think that'd be interesting. Uh, okay. okay. But, but I mean, either way, it's, I mean, I don't think there's much of a difference between the two when you have a long-term injury. If it's short-term, it's just, when it's, if it's, it's going to be for two months or so, then that's stupid because they're not running house shows. Mm-hmm. So you don't need punk out there. Uh, Good point. You know? Yeah, great point. What do you think, Nate? Yeah, I, I agree with uh, Pete in that. Like, I think the interim thing works if it's a long-term thing, and also if you're turning punk heel, because you know you can have Tony. Like, you know, you want to give up the belt. You know, it's the right thing to do. Da 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 da. And Punk's like, Nah, I'm good. I'll just go yeah. home and come back when I'm ready. And he leaves with the belt, and then we do the interim thing. My bigger issue with this is. I, and we kind of talked about it on the last episode. Like, I think this could have been a spot to make somebody who is not made versus Moxley, who is already made. Like, I think this could have been the Eddie Kingston spot or the Keith Lee spot. Uh, you know, if you want to get I really. Go Keith, I, I love Keith Lee. I won't go to the Keith Lee spot. But, yeah, Kingston, I 100% agree. Yeah. And, and look, even, even if you want to go, like, super ridiculously crazy, like, hell, throw Ricky Starks in the match. Like, he, like I think. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they wouldn't have done that, but I think this no. could have been a spot where you could have taken you you somebody have to Ray that Phoenix. next I level. Could have done, I think you could have made Ray Phoenix in a night. Mm, mm, yeah, yep. yeah, sure. Honestly, Ray Phoenix is a guy that, you know, he despite could be in- Mysterio and they don't. Yeah, despite like injuries, he, he, like he has if a not good push, but he's not Mysterio. Right. Well, if if not for the injuries and for some questionable booking, I think there was a time during the pandemic where. He wasn't like he should have been a main eventer where he was the guy closing out every show, putting on the best matches, and they never really pulled the trigger on it because 
probably they, they looked at him as a tag team guy. That, and they also pushed him like a lucha guy. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense, we only want to see you doing high spots and this and this. Well, if you watch yes. enough Lucha Underground, you saw the guys could sell and work underneath. So he could, mm-hmm. he could do a lot more than what they're actually letting him do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or booking him to do. How's that? That's probably a better term. Especially yeah. when you got a lot of guys like uh, Brody King or Miro that, that you can put yeah, them up against yeah. and have that contrast. Right. Totally. I 100% agree with that. I think those will be yeah. really interesting matches. Yeah, no, I, I, I see your guys' point. I, see, I absolutely see your guys' point. Um, in any event, let's, that's just my little nitpicking. I'll, 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 I'll stop talking about that. We got into that. And I'll, I'm not, I don't be, I'm done belaboring points. We're good. I, I, I'm glad we, I'm glad I got to hear your guys' opinion. Two weeks from now, I'll hear it again, but that's fine. It'll be in my face and I'll fucking bitch again. So that's, that's the real reason. That's the real reason. If, if, if they'd put the belt on Kingston, Scotty would have been fine with it. Yeah, pretty much. Wardlow. Fucking jungle oh, boy. Yeah. Ward, yeah, Wardlow's a, a, guy, a guy I forgot. Like, Wardlow's another guy you could have yeah. elevated into that spot. They heated him up. Yeah. But then again, it almost feels like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they know what they're quite doing with Wardlow either. But. Mm. Well, he, he is he is now the TNT champion, so that's that's a good boost for him. So Yeah, uh, but, still, but that's not his role. He's not that work rate guy. TNT championship guy is supposed to be the work rate guy. Yeah, it's like the Intercontinental title. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I agree with that. All right, uh, so we gave the results. Nate, what are just general observations, one or two points that you get that you that you got out of this show that that, you know, maybe something that sticks with you for as we go through the summer towards all out. I mean, they're going to have their specialty, mm-hmm. you know, TV dynamites and stuff. But obviously, we're looking ahead to Labor Day weekend for uh, for all out. So um, anything you gained out of this show? Yeah, so I've got three positives and a nitpick. So the three positives, number one, like I, I really enjoyed the show. It wasn't perfect, but I thought it was a damn good show. Uh, well worth the money. I think the fact that like this, that they got this off the ground, like even if it was just an average show, Scotty, I think you got to give them credit, you know, for the two organizations being mm-hmm. able to pull this off. Because we've seen in the past, sometimes when you get egos in a room, the product that comes out on, on television is as messy as the discussions behind the scenes. Uh, mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like that with this show. Uh, you know, we, we got some really strong matches. I think FTR continues a, a rather impressive streak. Um, you know, I loved uh, seeing just kind of the different combinations. Uh, the third positive is, uh, and, and no offense, Scotty, because I know, you know, you, you have a uh, hold that man, uh, Hunter in high esteem, but mm-hmm. don't talk to me about Hunter or Randy or Rick, even though we're going to talk about Rick later, mm-hmm. uh, or The Rock or Kurt Angle. Especially don't talk to me about Terry. Because I think what we learned at Forbidden Door is something I've been saying for a long time, Scott Criscola. Yes, sir. Sting is the greatest wrestler <laughs> ever. <laughs> put on a pair of boots this the 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 matches this man is putting on not only is he a senior citizen like by uh, law like he can go to denny's and get half off on the on the, on his menu item pete he's a, a senior citizen. yes but he's coming back from spinal stenosis like the fact that this guy's going out there and having this run late in his career like it to me scott it more than makes up for maybe how kind of flat the WWE run ended like this has been really mm-hmm. cool. Just kind of seeing Sting in this environment with these young guys, with a company that 
will let him go out there and do some of these, you know, spots that get retweeted and posted on social media, but they're still protecting him. Like they're letting him do stuff, but you know, he's not going out there and killing himself. Mm. So I, I, I will double praise that one because I mean, when I, I mean, I remember when they first signed sting and I'm like, Mm. I thought that was a great debut. I mean, it sucked that you're in that, you know, no audience type of thing, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, you know, I think I can get. I go. This is a really big signing. I mean, like I thought it was like one of the bigger signings since, you know, Ambrose and then and Jericho. Mm-hmm. I thought this was the, the, the you know this was like, boom. Until we got to Danielson and uh, 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 Punk, mm-hmm. and but you know what? Everyone on the internet was so down on him. But by God, mm-hmm. this is a really good run for the guy, and he's yeah. elevated himself. He used to never, as a guy who was an Observer Hall of Famer voter, he was never really close to it. I mean, maybe 50, 40%. It was usually in the 25 to 30%. Mm-hmm. This run put him over the top and made him a Hall of Famer. Uh, I mean, this is a really strong run. And everyone who was a, doubted it should actually should be ashamed of themselves because it's worked. And I love to see it because I've always liked him as a wrestler. I always enjoyed his character. Mm. Um, I mean, I was also, I ain't gonna lie. I was always, a, always a surfer sting guy, but <laughs> he's, I, I mean, he, he exceeded everyone's expectations, honestly. And he's helped Darby so much and, yes. and, 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 but it's a two way pairing. I mean, Darby's helped him a ton too. Uh, but getting that rub from sting, I mean, made Darby, I mean, it helped him so much and vice versa. Yeah, like it it would not shock me if before it's all said and done, like they give him and Darby a tag title run. I would be shocked if they give Sting. Like I would have loved to see Sting as interim champion. For that would have been yeah, that would have been fun. Uh, the Rocky, yeah, they should have done like they should have done with Flair late yep. in his career in WWF. I mean, let uh, you know. Uh, so yes, shout out to Sting. Like just continuing, like Scott, like we mm-hmm. are not quite half Sting's age, but. But it like there's there's a big age gap between the three of us and that man called Sting. And yeah, I could yeah. I, I just got back from work about an hour ago and my knees hurt and my feet hurt. And I'm not jumping off a of scaffolding. I'm not having, you know, 10, 15 minute matches. So uh all praise to Sting. But the one nitpick I will say is I think they missed an opportunity on this show, and it's something that we've talked about over on the NWA Scotty, um, mm-hmm. to yes. elevate some of the black talent on the card. Uh, and I don't know if, like, you know, you had Keith and Swerve on the pre-show, but I feel like, you know, you could have had a really cool matchup somewhere in the main card, in the main body of the show. Uh, I don't know if you wanted to do a tag or if you wanted to have, you know, a Keith solo match against one of the New Japan guys or, you know, some kind of combination of of that. But that's the one thing I felt was missing here, you know, because we had that, Women's match between Thunder and Tony, which I thought was really solid. Uh, Might have been Tony's best AEW match to date. Uh, but I was just like, ah, I, I just missed a spot for a guy like Swerve or Keith or Scorpio or Ricky Stark, somebody. You know, it was, it was kind of funny. I, I mean, I'm loving that you're bringing these names up, Nate, because in Texas, Keith Lee was a big name. Mm-hmm. Ricky Starks was a big name. Scorpio Sky did a lot of into dates here in Texas. And I'm like, when AEW first opened up, I thought they could have gone big with Scorpio Sky right off the bat because he had mm-hmm. a lot of charisma, good enough worker, good talker, had charisma, 
but they slotted him on where he's at. Mm-hmm. WWE fucked up with Keith Lee. I mean, I remember in Dallas, the first, uh, what was that, 2014, 2015? I'm like, I think I go, I guarantee Keith Lee will main event with The Undertaker in the next mm. three years. Clearly, mm-hmm. I was wrong. Um, because I thought he was money. Because the guy can talk, the guy can work. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see something with him and actually um, with Cobb. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. That would be a very interesting match. Oh, I'd like to see um, that hot fight. Yeah, you know. Yep. Even Ichii. But, you know, I, but Cobb is something there. I, I would love to see both of them work. And I love I love Strickland. Uh, for a while there, I thought he was maybe the best indie wrestler on the mm. uh, for, about, for about six months, uh, maybe about four or five years ago. Um, but, yeah, Keith Lee, I mean, God, the guy looks like money. And then, he, I mean... He's booked better than he was in the WWE, but he's still not booked right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I mean they're they're working well as a team, but it feels like Keith Lee should actually be doing something better or something else. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it feels like had, maybe because they also had Powerhouse Hobbs first, and so that's yeah. Well, I also think uh, because they had you know you mentioned Punk and Danielson and all these other guys that came in, and I feel like they still haven't kind of figured out how to tell multiple stories yet in the singles division. Agreed. I mean, they're Where, still better than WWE. On yes, they are. They, uh, they are. But I think like they, they could be doing a bit better of a job and yeah, you're right. Like I, I like Keith and swerve as a team, but it feels just a, a, a shade below where Keith should be. Like he's, he should be a big deal in this company. I totally agree. He should be the monster. Or I mean, I don't know if they want to be a heel, but he should be either way. He'd be because mm-hmm. we saw it on the money in the black bank how Lashley was booked. I mean, and yeah. Keith Lee should be booked in that same vein in a way. Um, Shane uh, Strickland, I'm not so sure where you're going to put him because it's a high. I mean, this is a promotion that books a lot of high flyers and this and that. Mm-hmm. Does he stand out more than the other ones? I don't know. I, I don't think so. But but he has talent. I just, he just I don't. He's somewhere we got to find the right niche for him. Um, you know, let's let's delve into that for a minute. I'm I'm actually kind of digging this topic. Uh, I mean, Keith Lee was booked pretty good in NXT. I mean, he was yeah. a hoss and he was world champion. Uh, WWE, the pro, I think what hurt him was the and they had that great moment at the, I want to think um, it was a Survivor Series where they yeah, it was tried Roman to do, Reigns, right? Uh. They, yeah, they tried to do like the three, yeah, where it was the NXT, WWE, or SmackDown and Raw, yeah. and you had like that moment, yes, with Roman, but also I'm thinking back to that moment with Keith and Walter, where it's like mm-hmm. everybody got real quiet because they were like, oh man, this is about to happen, and then they didn't do anything after that really with Keith, and then nope. they changed Walter's name. <laughs> because Walter's not a good intercontinental champion name, okay? <laughs> But Punta is so. I still I still walk around with a Walter shirt for Christ's sake. Yes, like we have to remind people that he's not American. What's what's the least American name we can think of? Gunta. Punta. <laughs> Vince is like, what was the name of that guy from Ringling Brothers? Yeah, Gunther. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's right. Gunther Gable Willie. Give it to him. Um. So, <clears throat> what is it then? I mean, like, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. Like, uh, the, the the black talent thing, Nate, is actually pretty glaring. I just, Forget the fact that there's guys on the undercard. Scorpio Sky, who had been TNT champion for a while, not on this card. Mm. Where the hell's Jade? 
Mm. Where the hell's Jade? You put and look, no one, no one's a bigger Thunder Rosa fan than me. You guys know that. But Thunder and Tony's nice, but you don't have Jade defend her belt against I don't know. Yeah, but but Thunder Rosa's belt is higher on the on the chain. So that's gonna be, you know. So that's where Jade's in trouble because New Japan doesn't do women wrestling. So you got to do what? What are you gonna? You're gonna bump something off? I mean, that's the thing. Um, Yeah. It was already bloated as hell card. Yeah. What are on the on the on that card? And what are you gonna cut? I mean, are you gonna cut a bigger title match? What's funny is, uh, and this isn't even the card they wanted, really, because, you know, yeah. guys are mm-hmm. hurt, guys Injured, are sick, yeah. guys guys got the vid. So, you know, there's a bunch of, there's, there was nothing on this. Uh, I, uh, uh, but yeah, let's, that might be a good topic. I, I really want to delve into it, but we got other stuff this evening. But uh, let's pay attention to that, Nate and, and Pete, over the next month, couple months as we head towards All Out, because... I'll, I'll throw, I will throw this one thing out. Jade Cargill has been proven to be a ratings draw. Yeah. I don't know if it means much on a pay-per-view draw. Mm. We'll see. We don't yeah, know. And I, I, I think, mean, and I think put in a position to draw on a pay-per-view. Yeah, and even right. if she was on Forbidden Door, I don't think she... Like, for the fact that we're having Forbidden Door was the draw. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, But yeah, I mean... I think the and I still I'm not using it as an excuse. I'm not going to sound like, you know, uh, certain people on Facebook that like to give <laughs> excuses. I think the pandemic uh, really fucked WWE in two ways. Number one, I don't think they were trying that hard. I still say to this day, I, I'm sorry. I, I will die on that hill. WWE half-assed the pandemic creatively. I think they mm-hmm. did it on purpose because I don't think they wanted to burn good creative on buildings with no people in it. That's just my opinion. I'm st- I'm know, dying on that know, hill. You know, Scotty, I, I actually can buy into that, mm. but because I've seen them try and still do shit creative, <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 like uh like with that episode of The Simpsons where uh, Homer's trying to be a good dad and Bart's like uh your half-assed parenting isn't gonna is, isn't gonna work this time, Dad. And he's like, but I was using my whole ass. That's that's WWE creative. Like we were really trying this time, guys. We promise. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, God. WT, them trying to be bad? My God. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I know, right? Um, but uh, yeah, and I just think Keith was just. The, but why do they put everybody on Raw? Like, mm-hmm. everybody's got to go on fucking Raw. Like, why? Yeah. You're, the Raw already has 9,000 people on it. And I'm, then the, the Bearcat gimmick didn't help. No, that was, that's such that was a. Dumb. Yeah, it's such an 80s, 70s uh, freaking gimmick. It was ridiculous. You know, if they were going to change Keith Lee's name, you know what they should have called him? Gunther Lee! Yes, that would have definitely worked. <laughs> Gunther Lee! <laughs> <laughs> like Keith Lee just discovered, he took an ancestry uh, test and discovered his German heritage. <laughs> we couldn't, we can't call Roman Reigns Gunther Reigns because we already had Luther Reigns. And that's too close together. <laughs> but it just it's shows like cool. the WWE when they slot somebody, they're gonna slot him, and uh, yeah. that's what happened. You know, didn't so. Keith Lee lose his first match on Raw to Karrion Cross? He might be, yeah, or one of the other. One lost to the other. It, it regardless, the match was stupid in that aspect. But <laughs> yes, regardless, yes, his two guys were bringing and up. Maybe Karrion Cross might have lost his first match and then got a rematch, and maybe. Maybe he did a second match and beat Keith Lee in his debut. I don't Prob- know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 
Let's make Karrion Cross feel better by beating another debuting yes. guy. As a matter of yeah. fact, I think Karrion lost to Jeff Hardy in his debut and then beat Keith Lee in oh. Keith's debut, and then oh. Keith won the next match. It's like, that's, that didn't help anybody. Anybody losing anything to Jeff Hardy at this point is just bad for anybody's career. So. <laughs> no shit. The only uh, thing he loses his damn driver's license or his keys. Yeah, good God. His car. Yes. Uh, Pete, any takeaways from this show you got? Um, You know... It wasn't I, I didn't I didn't watch much of it or any of it um so I really don't want to uh, comment on it um but Meltzer raved on it so um oh yeah that oh yeah that's that's a lot of credence yeah, I know, uh, I know. I, if so, only this show was was over in Japan this would have been yeah. the greatest pay-per-view of all exactly. time exactly if this was if this was a new Japan home game and not an AEW home game Every match would have been eight stars. Then we would have redo the star when system. I, when I read the Observer, I saw everything was almost like four and a quarter to four and a half to four and three fourths. So I was like, <laughs> fuck me. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. That's all right. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, not even, all right, Pete, not even just like quality match part. From what we've gained out of this show in terms of results, what do you see? And then, uh, Nate, I want your obviously thoughts too. But Pete, what, Getting out of this show results-wise, what are you looking at over the next couple of months as they go towards uh, All Out? I think there's got, obviously, FTR. They're doing a big push with them. And I, I guess the Bucks, maybe. Mm-hmm. I Honestly, I don't know. Um, nothing really stood out with me because, I mean, everything was like one-off matches for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I, don't, I don't know if this pay-per-view accomplished anything going into the future for the most part. Right. Except Moxley winning, I guess. That's probably yes. the real. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess you really, this just means not much of anything. It was just a pop. It's another thing Tony Khan could tell Vince, I did this and you didn't, har, har, har. Because, you know, whatever. But, I mean, the show was really good. But I, I, felt, uh, I, felt, like, I felt it was a show in a bubble. There's a couple yeah. of things coming out of it that maybe meant to something going forward. Well, yeah, this show was yeah. like the Marvel Netflix shows where yes. it exists in the universe of AEW, but it doesn't really tie into the main storyline of AEW, but it happened. <laughs> yeah, it was, right. it was like the old uh, WCW and New Japan shows in like 91, mm-hmm. 92, where it was like Star Arcade 91 in Japan. But no one, we didn't see it until they showed it on pay-per-view six months later. Because mm-hmm. it meant nothing. Right. Now, for New Japan, let's talk about this then. Because AEW we'll get more into over over the next couple episodes. Because they still got it. They, you know, they got, obviously, obviously it's kind of hard for, we'll do some AEW news in a little bit. Because, uh, uh, obviously, Punk is hurt. Daniel Bryan, or sorry, Brian Daniel Bryan uh, is hurt. <laughs> So to Brian Daniel Bryanson sin, 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 is hurt. So the uh, injuries are kind of st- are kind of curtailing them at the moment. Same thing with WWE. WWE's got the same injury bug. Uh, but for New Japan, the big thing for them now, they you know they had this show. This is nice, but obviously their big thing coming up is the thirty second annual G one climax. Thirty second, which will run from July sixteenth. Through August 18th, and perfect timing for our conscience, uh, Nate, uh, Mr. Steve Aloysius Willie, to return mm. and uh, join uh, join the three of us to get into the cli- to to, uh, to make the climax. Um, <laughs> of course, we've had some great winners in the past. Uh, just to give everybody a little a little prelude, uh, again, they're starting July 16th with a pair of shows at the Hawkeye Keta. Oh, this is great, Pete. I don't <laughs> think Nate. 
Uh, Nate, I don't think Pete has yet seen my utter absolute destruction of the Japanese language. So this is going to be fun for him. Um, they open with two dates at the uh, Hokai Kitayel in <laughs> Toyohira-ku in Sapporo. And then they'll do a show on the 20th at the Zibio Arena Sendai. Oh, these are easy. In Sendai Miyagi. The Ota City General Gymnasium in uh, Ota in Tokyo. Uh, July 26th to the 27th at Korakuen Hall in uh, Bunkyo, Tokyo. Uh, then two dates at the old Prefectural Gymnasium. Uh, then they go to uh, Hama- Hamamatsu, Matsuyama, uh, Namba Osaka, Hiroshima, uh, Tokyo. And then they end at the Nippon Budokan. Uh, in Tokyo, the last three in uh, August 16th, 17th, and 18th. So, uh, and, and they have, they already have like matches set. Um, I wonder if there's a list of guys without me having to do all the matches. I don't think there are, but maybe there are. Let's see. Uh, yeah, they already got like all 20 zillion. Oh, yeah. At this point, they usually, yeah, it's usually listed in July. All right, here we go. So they're doing it different, they're not doing two blocks of 16, they're doing four blocks of eight this year so here are the blocks block a uh okada torianu uh jeff cobb lance archer bad luck fale tom lawler and jonah i like that block actually that block's pretty fucking loaded jonah raise jonah the former uh what's his name the guy that was north american champion uh what's his name shit i'm gonna have to click on it now he was North American champion in uh in NXT. Uh uh yeah, Bronson Reed, the former yeah. Bronson. Yeah, yeah, okay, there we go. Yeah. That's what it was. So man, that's a that's a jack Archer, Cobb, Okada, Jonah. That's a loaded fucking block right there. Yeah, Jonah uh, worked at a Bloodsport show over at Mania Weekend, I believe. That's right. Yep. Uh Block B, Jay White, Taichi, Tamatanga, uh Ishii, Sonata, Great Okan, and Chase Owens. Good block. Block C, Tanahashi, Naito, Evil, Goto, Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta, and Aaron Hanar. Okay, Hanar. that's a fucking loaded fucking that, block. That is a pretty jack block right there. And uh, block D is Will Ospreay, Takagi, Juice, Yoshihashi, El Fantasmo, Takahashi, and David Finley. Another good block. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of fucking talent there. Jesus Christ, what is that? So there's four blocks with eight? It's four blocks with eight. Because isn't it it's usually, 32. I think usually wow. it's, yeah, it's usually, mm-hmm. isn't it usually two blocks? I yeah, it was, A block and a B block. Yeah, yeah. it's usually two blocks with 16, I think it was, or maybe it's two blocks with 12, so they added guys. Anyway, yeah, no, it used that's to be eight and eight. Yeah, that's usually what it was, yeah. Yeah, wow. so they doubled it. They, they doubled it. Wow, that's that's pretty awesome. So, uh, uh, obviously, yep, the winners. They've, they've been each- tweaking this thing for years, where it's like, I, I was a little confused lose where it is and stuff they used to do long blocks where um yeah but yeah but they've been making it easier on the guys bodies so they uh been switching up with tag matches and this and that so yeah so this is interesting mm. uh so how they're doing it is uh on the final two days the winners of each block enter a four-man playoff to determine the winner of the tournament and uh receives a future match for the world title like they always do at wrestle kingdom so so there's actually, it's, so it's pretty much the same thing they normally did because they used to just do block A winner, block B winner, right? Winner gets a title shot. Now they're just going to do a four man tournament instead of. So a, they're doing like like a final four. 
Yeah, pretty much. So same thing that they've done in the past. They just doubled the guys, which is pretty good. Because and let me tell you something. This might be a nice return for uh, New Japan because they've you know the, the pandemic wasn't really kind to them. We they kind of you know had to hide in the shadows. Uh, yeah. You know because they couldn't travel, so they were kind of stuck in the back burner during. And then the, they also the pandemic. rule where the fans, everyone's masks, which is fine during the pandemic, but they also wouldn't allow people to boo or cheer and all this shit. So it was like really quiet. I mean, right. I canceled my my uh, New Japan subscription because I'm like I can't watch this shit. Yeah. No. I. I. Yeah. It's so this is huge for them. I. I feel like. Even better than the Wrestle Kingdom they had at the beginning of the year, which, you know, with the whole faction thing. I have a feeling this is big for them. So uh, so we'll definitely here on the main event keep tabs on this and do updates. And and I know our good friend Steve Aloysius Willie will will also keep tabs because he does for us every year as well. Yeah, legitimately. So. The G1 and then the Wrestle Kingdom, those are the two big, big things that they go on throughout the year. At yeah, Japan, it, you know, it's almost like G1 is like the G1 is like their Royal Rumble. Yep. And then Wrestle Kingdom's obviously like their WrestleMania. So And that's uh, where that's where these guys usually win Wrestle of the Year. They win for the, the last few years mm-hmm. when uh, new, new Japan guys would win it usually based off the Wrestle Wrestle based off G one their uh how many how many great matches they had along with their other shows. But this is the bread and butter. This is where they get most of their single matches from. Because legitimately I think New Japan normally Okada might have luckily if he works fourteen single matches, you know. And right. probably six of them come from this fucking show, or eight of them come from this show. Right, exactly. Um, right. So, yeah, so we'll keep tabs on that when it starts, uh, what, in a couple weeks. So, as a matter of fact, on our next episode, which will drop on the 22nd, we'll have some, uh, we'll, have, we'll have an update. We'll do our first update, because the, the tournament would have been uh, about a, just under a week old at that point. So we'll get some early uh, match results. So, uh, wanted to read this story. Uh, Brian Danielson's condition changed in the last two weeks before the, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, and now we know that it's scheduled to undergo more testing soon. Uh, Mr. Khan, TK, spoke with uh, uh, Joe Stazewski, Stazewski, actually it is, of the Post, New York Post. Uh, he said he wanted to bring in uh, Claudio for ROH, but he ended up being Danielson's replacement against Zack Sabre Jr. So it was supposed to be Zack Sabre Jr. and Daniel Bryan, how, or Brian Danielson. How awesome would that match have been? Um, uh, and then again in the blood and guts match against the JAS Khan was asked if things almost worked out better where it feels like he really fits in the back Blackpool combat club. He revealed what class told him after blood and guts said after blood and guts match, he came back to the back and said, I could not have had a better first week. I, uh, you know, uh, I could not have met any place I've ever been enjoying more than I do here. Of course, you know, I hate WWE. Well, he didn't really didn't say that. I'm just being, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he didn't say that. Um, Khan plans for uh, Claudio to debut at death or had originally planned for him to debut at death before dishonor on the, on uh, July 23rd. So um, as for uh punk, uh, there is some punk news here. Um, Dennis is fine, but it's, uh, it's going to Kingston. Oh, I guess there was nothing on punk. I thought there was. Okay. So that's, so that's, so Daniel Bryan looks like he's, he's, uh, uh, you know, going to get some, Things will continue, but hopefully he'll be back by uh, uh, he'll be back by, uh, you know, by all out. Uh, Tony Khan also said this week, and this is actually pretty big news for them. uh, He mentioned on a a program that he hopes in the next year. uh, 
the next, at least in the next year and a half, he hopes to expand AEW shows to the UK and Canada, uh, which would be nice considering they have the tournament named after Owen and they haven't been to Canada. Or have they? I'm sure. Have they done a Dynamite in Toronto or something? I mean, I feel like... They, I don't think they have. No. No, I don't think they have either. So uh, that's probably the next step, right, Nate, for them? is to Yeah, you, you would assume. Like, I, I feel like maybe part of that is still uh, Canada in parts, uh, in part, certain locations in Canada are still being very strict with COVID pro- protocol. Uh, so maybe that played into it a little bit. But also, like, yeah, like, I would imagine after America, their second biggest audience would probably be Canada. Right. Uh, in terms of viewership. Yep. So it just makes sense to at least, you know, do the do the big cities, the Torontos, do, you know, the Montreals, do, you know, I don't know if they want to go to Western Canada, but uh, yeah, like I, I think they'll get there eventually. I'm also mm. curious about about buildings on how protective mm. the WWE is on uh, buildings. Um, mm. they, I mean, that they've true. been in Canada for like forever, you know? Yeah. Mm. That is true. But T- uh, T- TNA has had pay per views in Toronto, so I, it it can yeah, but be also done. Work in these small ass buildings. Yeah. And, uh, AEW yeah. is going to run in a 4,000-seat amphitheater, you know? Right. I'm, yeah, I, I would think, like, they might not be able to do, like, this, you know, the... Uh, uh, Dome or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah, I was going to say the where the Raptors are, but, you know, the uh, university in Toronto. Like, I think there's there's ways around it where you're not, you know, shopping in the thrift store, like Impact, because I think Impact was at, uh, uh, like, a convention center. Where they yeah, had yeah, their they were. event. Weren't uh, they in Ottawa? I don't even think they were in Toronto. Weren't they in like Ottawa or something? Yeah. Uh, or, they, for, they, like, were, they were port. Toronto adjacent. <laughs> yes, Toronto. Yes. Toronto. They, took, they, took the, they took the subway over there. Yeah, yeah they, were, they were in a uh, bar. <laughs> but like, yeah, like I could see like, you know, like one of these universities like that has a like decent sized basketball court or hockey, m- more likely a hockey <laughs> rink. Like they could. Yeah, there you go. That might actually be cool. Like to have yeah, a, an event in a location that's usually set up for hockey. Oh, yeah, right. totally. Yeah. Um, so well, here, I want to go back to another topic you brought up, Scotty, about injury. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys see in the next 10 years, because, like, you know, the evolution of these guys, what they're doing, these guys are getting banged the hell up. And mm. they're not even on, really, for the most part, they're not on tour. You know, they're not doing the house shows anymore. They're basically working TVs and pay per views. And these guys yeah. are getting the beat the shit beat out of them, right. taking unnecessary risk, and they can't even do a full schedule anymore. I can't imagine what they're going to do in the next 10 years. What are you guys thinking? Well, I mean, schedules have definitely changed. I mean, think about think about it's easier, uh, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. think about it. We're not we're not Harley Race drinking a, a 30, you know, a case of old Milwaukee <laughs> driving from Kansas City to St. Louis. I mean, these guys yeah, are drinking smoothies. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's doing any drugs. You know, this isn't the Gino Hernandez uh, lines a blow on a hooker's tits after a sportatorium right. show. You know what I mean? Like, those days are over. So, I think it's just they just overextend themselves mm-hmm. in matches. I think I think that's a problem right now with, with the industry, in my opinion, is that every match, and AEW has to take a little blame for this, uh, mm-hmm. every match has to feel like you have to throw your body around till it breaks into a million pieces. I, mean, I, honestly, mm-hmm. I think both promotions need to blame themselves for this. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, we're going to talk about it. We watch the money in the bank doing ladder matches, for Christ's sakes. I mean, right. Exactly. It's yeah. I mean, it's true. 
I mean, yeah, AEW's uh, taking it to a no. I mean, they, they definitely are more of a high-flying, big-bumping promotion. I, I mean, I understand mm. that. But, I mean, but, 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 you know, I mean, it's a lot of injuries. I mean, and they're not working a full schedule. They're not doing 300 days a year like Flair used to do or whatever right. or Funk. And I'm just surprised. I mean, I'm curious on how, I mean, that's what the evolution of this business is. How are we going to top this next? And mm-hmm. I don't even know the yep. idea what they're going to be possibly doing and stuff. I think it like the the business is always re-educating itself. You know, I feel like we'll talk in a little bit about you know how things were back in the the heyday of ECW and how things have kind of they've they've taken a few steps back from that, but also taken steps forward in other directions in terms of the impact and the high flying. Um, I also think though that. Because guys, in general, you know, every case is different, take better care of themselves now than they did in the 80s and 90s, you will see maybe more injuries, but less career-threatening injuries, less guys leaving the business in their 30s, and more guys that are sticking around. Like, you know, we're talking about Punk and Brian. Like, these are guys that are around our age, maybe even a little bit older, and they're still out there performing at a... For me, they're younger, but I appreciate that name. <laughs> you're, you're barely 30 years old, Sheriff. We, 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 you can't fool the people. Don't fool the people. Uh, exactly. Kayfabe, brother. Uh, but I think, I think that, you know... But when both you those look... guys you mentioned, I mean, as an example, both of them left the business for a while because of injuries. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. or, or, or Punk left. I mean, you know, but... I think, like, for... In general... I don't worry about the guys because I think they're smarter than mm-hmm. maybe the guys were in the 80s and 90s. But I think in certain cases, there are guys that need to be saved from themselves. And I'm particularly thinking of a guy like Sammy Guevara or Darby Allen. I agree. Okay. Uh, that like I somebody thought, thought, needs. Yeah, Darby Allen was like, I saw him years ago in the Indies. I'm like, that guy's going to be like when the Hardy yeah. brother. He's going to be Cactus Jack where they're all telling him, save those bumps, the bump cart yep. kid. Like somebody needs to pull those guys to the side and say, you know, you know, you don't need to do this on an episode of Rampage. Yeah. You 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 probably don't even need to do this on an episode of Dynamite. Save that for the for the big events, kid. Yeah. And, but the thing is, they're not working house shows either. So, I mean, mm-hmm. these guys are just working TV and events, big events for the most part. And mm-hmm. they're getting to bang the fuck up. I'm just, you know, something I'm else just- I wish Tony Khan would do. And it's something that people have talked about for years, Pete. And, you know, AEW is in the position where I think, unlike the WWE or unlike, you know, WCW back in the day, like, they could probably actually get away with rotating people in and out. Oh, for without a doubt, yeah. And giving guys, you know, a month off, you know, or six weeks off. And, you know, that way they're they're not having to, you know, even though they're wrestling fewer times than they were, you know, back in the day because they're not doing the house shows. You, you, your body needs time to recuperate and maybe rotating guys in and out. I also think, you know, we talked earlier about elevating guys like Keith Lee or like Eddie Kingston. This is a way you could do that because we're continually refreshing the main event scene. And how much of these guys are like, I mean, observers or subscribers or the torch subscribers? Um, mm. it, 95% of them, I think, are we're on the business, we're on the main stage right now. Or maybe yeah, that might be high, but at least 75%. Yeah. Grew up reading mm. The Observer, and they saw what matches Dave like and what was a five-star match, because they all care about. Like, mm. Daniel Garcia was so excited that he got almost like a five-star match uh, recently mm-hmm. uh, for The Observer. And you know what? How much 
blamed as Dave had for that. Oh, yeah. There's also... He should be blamed for it, but right. he's definitely influenced the style. He contributed, and, yeah. And people don't think that. That's bullshit. And I think that... You, know, you mentioned something earlier, too, Pete. The rise of MMA, in particular UFC, mm-hmm. I think makes these guys want to make their matches look more physical, more hard-hitting, yep. more realistic, for lack of a better term. Agree. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, great, great point. Pete, great top, great point to bring up because, you know, the, the business is different now. Like again, you know, uh, Callum McDougal, uh, one of our one of our OGs here uh, on the network, who just debuted a brand new show. Funny you mentioned star ratings. Uh, do, doing a little cheap mm. plug here before we go to the end of the show. Callum McDougal started a brand new show here on the network that dropped Wednesday called Starflation, where he's t- because of <laughs> Dave now adding a zillion stars now. He's going back to what were five-star matches in the five-star era and deciding do they deserve to be bumped to seven stars or six and a half or something uh, <laughs> when they were five stars back premise. in the day. And the I first episode, yeah. yeah, and the first step, well, you guys are definitely beyond because Callum will be looking for guests. But him and Ben and uh, Logan uh, this past week rewatched Austin and Brett from, uh, from WrestleMania 13. Mm. Should that be now seven stars or is it stuck at five? So – that's a great new show at the first Wednesday here, here, of every seven month. Seven stars. That, that match made a lot of stuff. Made a, yeah. I mean, here, 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 here. Pete Schumacher's on seven. All right. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, uh, I think, you know, it's a good match. And see, it's going to be, it's a fascinating premise. I won't get more into it. Please listen to the episode. It's on the network yeah. now. Uh, it's, and it's, they're good. They're quick read. I think that episode was like 50 minutes. Quick, quick mm-hmm. listen. Um, any match that was five stars by Dave um, is going to be reevaluated on the show to see if it's now a six or a seven. And I think, uh, Brother Nathaniel, I think one of the matches, maybe I'll go on with you, would probably be uh, Flair and uh, and uh, Sting from that Clash One. Yeah. Didn't Dave give that five stars? I, yeah, I was, yeah, I was trying four to think. Three fourths. Ah, oh, damn it. Uh, yeah, because I was it. trying to think if if Sting had any five star matches, and I would, I was like, if if Dave gave any five stars to the Stinger, uh, which we know he he probably would not be want to do, it would either have to be with Flair or maybe possibly with Muda. Like those are the only two names I could think. Right. Of. Vader, he hit, he got, his, I, he hit Vader up to four and a half, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I too. think he hit Cactus up with four and something. I think he no. gave. Yeah, yeah, most of them really. But hell, he's had. That's a new show. That's a that's that's a show show we need to we need to start. Run. (laughs) So anyway, check check out the new show. uh, And and stay tuned for Stingflation, where we go back and look at all of Sting's (laughs) four and three quarter matches and and decide if they need to be five star matches. (laughs) <laughs> or, or six and three quarters. <laughs> I might have to make that. That might have to be a new T-shirt on the uh, place on the PTP Wrestling Network uh, T Public uh, uh, store. Yes. Stingflation, <laughs> along with your Steve Willie personalized mugs. Yeah, with your Steve. Yes, with, yeah, with your S S A W. Steve, the, uh, returning in August mug. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, they're yes, turning it off. Start, we should start airing vignettes now. <laughs> Remember we did the two eleven? What was it? The two twenty one eleven uh, thing for fucking Sting, and it never. It, it actually wasn't. That's yeah, it ended up being Taker. It ended up being Taker. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do Steve Willie vignettes. Um, <laughs> Just Steve in an abandoned warehouse in Chicago with the rain outside. <laughs> People think I just live in the land of cheese. 
gnawing on a piece of Gouda. Or <laughs> the cheese, damn it. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I mean, getting back to what you're saying, and then we'll move on to, to, to WWE. But, but great, great thought there, Pete, because mm. I do think that current wrestlers are wrestling to how they were as kids. Like, man, I want Dave to, to give me a, a, a five-star, six-star match. You know, and that's how they wrestle now. And, and listen, I understand wanting to achieve that goal, but to do that every single match to the point where you're going to, like, snap something, yeah. probably not, not the wisest move. As a matter of fact, Dave, uh, and I think uh, Callan told me this, Dave did not give five stars to a WWE match between that match and Punk and Cena from Money in the Bank 11. Mm. That's, a long, that's a long time. Uh, so anyway, um, all right. Speaking of the flamethrower, uh, let us go to the flamethrower and talk about what happened this past Saturday night in, uh, in Sin City in Las Vegas. Money in the Bank took place, uh, at the home of Halloween Havoc, Nathaniel, uh, the old MGM Grand Garden. Uh, Liv Morgan won the Money in the Bank, Women's Money in the Bank. I was very surprised by that. I was very pleased. Uh, Bobby Lashley actually beat Theory to win the U.S. title back. That was interesting. I wonder why. Hmm. Uh, Bianca defeated Carmella to retain the Raw Women's title. No shock there. Uh, the Usos uh, wrestled a banger with the Street Profits uh, to keep the, the uh, pairs of tag belts. I want to talk about the Street Profits, too, uh, in this segment. Um, now, Ronda... Retained the SmackDown Women's title by defeating Natalia by submission. Um, but then Natalia did a little number on Ronda. Ronda was gimping around. And Liv Morgan comes out <laughs> and in 35 seconds cashes in and becomes the SmackDown Women's Champion. And then Theory, who had just lost the U.S. title an hour and a half earlier, wins the men's money in the bank. Mm. Uh, I am actually thrilled at both of these results. Um, I love, I love, uh, Liv Morgan. I always have, I'm glad she's the SmackDown. You, you have to have at least one of them cash in that night. That seems to always be the thing. One, you yes. cash in that night. One, you kind of plant in the ground and let it grow. Theory is a great choice for the, for the money, in the, for the men's money in the bank. We'll get to that in a second. Nate, what's your thoughts on, uh, the show overall and specifically Liv both winning the briefcase and cashing in it? I thought it was a decent show. Uh, I think. You know, as good a show as you could have when your headliner is not in the building and also when Cody Devontae Rhodes is not in the building. So I think that is true. Yes, it was, you know, missing two of your top guns. It was probably the best show they could have put together, although I think they could have given some Bianca somebody better than Carmella. No shade to Carmella, but that match was just kind of eh. I agree with uh, I I like uh, live winning. I think. It's the rare instance of a babyface cashing in on a tired opponent that I that I co-sign because I think it might have been too implausible, Pete, to have Liv go over a fully <laughs> operational well, yeah. Ronda Rousey. So yeah, it makes sense even now, honestly. Uh, yeah, it made sense. I I, I kind of like the way they did it. Uh, also, if this leads to a Ronda heel turn, I'm for, here for it because to me, she's always felt like a heel like just her natural yeah even attitude. in this match like the crowd was definitely booing her yeah but then she ended up getting him a little bit towards the end 
but then whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I like. I, I, she's not the same Ronda Rousey than she was in her first run. I'll tell you that. Much. No, well, even even in her first run, I feel like there were parts of her character that felt more like a heel, but we were cheering oh, yeah. because it was Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Particularly and I towards feel the like, like but to me, now she's been in the been in the machine, and now she's yes. just a cog, and yep. you know, like, her star power is diminished, and she's a heel. And to me, like the yeah, the money to me for with Rondo after the initial debut was always in the heel turn because I feel like, like you said, Pete, people were just kind of like you know, okay, this this match with Natalia, it is what it is. They weren't really super into it though. Like the really the only time they've been into a Ronda match other than that Mania match is against Charlotte or Becky. Uh, anybody hey, else? Sasha, Sasha too. Yeah, yeah, with Sasha. Uh, but it's gotta be it's gotta be somebody on that level. Yeah, and, and there's only a few women in this company that's on that really, level. You know? mm-hmm. But heel Ronda, I think, is something that could be intriguing if they choose to go that route. Uh so I yep. like that result. Uh I liked Lashley uh winning uh the US belt, even though I knew what that I knew the moment that happened, what we were in for, Scotty. Uh yeah. I I'm okay with theory winning. Even though it like I don't I don't I don't feel like he's got the juice yet. To me, theory feels like it. Maybe this is a maybe this is a, a me just being nitpicky uh, here, Pete. But I like Austin Theory, but I'm a lot higher on Ricky Starks than I am on Austin Theory. Like to me, Austin Theory in the in this run in the WWE feels kind of like the light version of Ricky Starks. With a better push, yes, with a better, yes, he's got a better push, but the character f- feels like, ah, like, okay, I get it, but there's another guy who I feel like it feels more genuine with the swagger and with just being oh, a no, you know, I, I, I totally agree there, but I thought I, I, I've never been an Austin Theory guy, so yeah, but I will say I loved his performance with uh Lashley today, um, yes, or not today, but on the show. I thought it had a ton. I thought the crowd was totally into it, and it kind of shows where wrestling works best mm. when the roles are defined. Mm-hmm. We had Lashley as the amazing baby face, super, superhuman guy. Yeah, and Theory. They try to build up his physique, but it's ridiculous next to Lashley. And uh, but I like you know Theory here is great as being being a chicken shit heel. Mm-hmm. He took some nice bumps. Lashley was super over. I mean, Theory is great at pinballing for him. Crowd was hot. And it was just a fun match. Uh, it worked, you know. But I'm with you. I, I Ricky Starks is a better performer than Austin Theory. Except yeah. Theory does have a better body than Ricky Starks. So and Theory I also think it works better in the WWE. But Starks isn't pushed in that vein yeah. in, in the AEW either. I also wonder what the end game is here, Pete. Because... Roman's like, bro, you know, spoiler alert, Brock's not beating Roman, guys. Uh, no. So, <laughs> are, 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 like, what are we to believe that either Roman, either Roman is going to drop the belt or Austin Theory is going to beat Roman Reigns? I don't believe either of those. I think now, had we had a healthy Cody Rhodes, maybe this is a moot point because right, Cody's yeah. probably walking out with that money in the bank and it makes more sense for him to be the guy chasing Roman. I just don't know. Like I, I like you said, I think he's good in this role, Pete. I just don't know how believable it is. 
give well, him. He's not a top guy. He's not that guy. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Um. Agreed. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I gotta be. I gotta respectfully, mm. and I and I am very respectful of both of you fine, <laughs> strapping young gentlemen. But I love theory being this money in the bank. I do. Mm. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you yes, why he was please. the best choice. I'll tell you why he's the best choice. All right. He's not beating Roman. Duh. I'll tell you why he's the best choice. Is they booked everyone into oblivion, so he's le- he's left. <laughs> But go on, Scotty. Let's hear some more details. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Dave. Why don't you go clean your family room or whatever? Whatever, whatever, that, whatever that room is that Dave's sitting on the floor and all of his Cap Center house shows from 1988. That's the um, that's the that's the sanctum, the the yeah, the, sanctum, the slop sanctum. Um, <laughs> here's my thing. You look at the rest of the guys. All right, Drew McIntyre is kind of in mm-hmm. the up mid card at the moment. That's fine. Matt Cat Moss isn't winning shit. No, uh, almost not. Not even close to ready yet. No. Riddle, Riddle's bulletproof. He's like Jericho in 2001. He'll get it eventually. Mm. Uh, Sammy, Sammy's another one who kind of can come in and out. Nobody will care. Rollins, same thing. Sheamus, nobody cares. So, but with Theory, because you don't have to immediately pull the trigger on it, he'll spend all these shows walking around like the fucking douchebag that he is, <laughs> waving the, tr- the briefcase in everybody's face, and he'll spend the next six or seven months either defending it uh, or just waving it around and fucking with everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'll, the best thing for him is he could walk by other champions, you know, walk by, well, he wouldn't walk by Gunther. Nobody walks by Gunther. Um, I mean, he could walk by Lashley again, I suppose. Uh, you know. So, so wait, wait. So he's like the Miz with a better body? Exactly. He could walk around. <laughs> he, could, he could wave it at Liv Morgan. I don't know. But my point is, if he's not going to be, if he's not going to beat Roman Reigns at the moment, and we all know mm. that because we, we're not sure the plan with the two belts is, uh, you know, at the moment. Yeah. Theory is a safe guy to just walk around with that belt and cause some havoc and be a pain in the ass. And then when we get to uh, wherever the hell the rumble is, rumor is New Orleans, but I'm not sure. Then when we get the return of mine and Nate's beloved, the beloved Mr. Uh, Cody Devontae Rhodes, mm. that theory that could that he'll look at him and go, that's a nice piece of luggage. I think I may want that. And, uh, you know, or theory tries to cash in on somebody and Devontae Rhodes fucking stops him and causes him to lose or something because of it. We have to get to next year at SoFi and whatever the plan is, whether it's uh, whether it's, uh, you know, Roman Brock 58 or whether or uh, whether Nate's boy, uh, Mr. Dwayne Devante, we don't know, um, whatever the case may be, theory is the best guy to warm this piece of luggage over while they <laughs> figure out what they're going to do with Roman Reigns. Mm. He's just the most entertaining. I get it, Pete. He's not going to beat any of these fucking guys. I get that. But honestly, his personality is the most mm. entertaining on a show-by-show basis. The only other guy I could see being kind of fun with it, but he's already won it once. Well, you could win it more than once. Seth. Is Seth. Yeah. 
He could he could where he could he could say this this clash. Oh, Seth, Seth, Seth would would decorate the briefcase to match right. whatever outfit he's wearing that exactly. week. Oh man, that would, <laughs> he could have like polka dots and he could have zigzags and all this other shit. That would be awesome. That's well, the only other. Will say that Austin Theory is a chicken shit heel, right? Correct. When was the last time WWE booked a chicken shit heel on top or near the top? I guess the Miz. Well, well I, 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 maybe that I wouldn't say at the top, but Seth you know. Rollins to a certain extent. Seth to Rollins, extent, but Rollins is also different, right? Um, as because he had baby faces runs and this and that before he became chicken shit heel. I love Omos. I can't believe I just said that out loud, but <laughs> I like Omos. But don't let he, don't let Chris from LA hear you say that. <laughs> Chris from LA and I got to share an In-N-Out burger before he gets to hear my uh, almost uh, almost uh, <laughs> opinion. I think almost you down sweeter, I guess. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I think almost. Well, it's just like those giant margaritas, Pete. We uh, had in town. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, I I think almost could be great, but he needs to go to like he needs to go to Triple H's promo department down in at uh, Full Sail. Yeah. Um, now but, we're uh, in trouble. We're going to Triple H promo department. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only way I it can works. At least buy that. Uh, let's go how to learn how to change holes. I can I can buy Triple H psychology. Yes. It's yeah. Promo, honestly, yeah. I, I think great stuff. I don't I even think the promo is the worst stuff, part. Honestly. Yeah, because I think like MVP MVP does a well enough job with the promos. My issue with almost, and I'm glad Chris isn't listening right now because we're we're live while we're recording, is I think the bell to bell is so limited. Yeah. That like you in the like I think why MVP and Lashley worked is because you had a guy like MVP who could talk you into the fight and then Lashley had the physicality to back it up. Yes, almost right. doesn't have that yet. No, like almost he looks great. Like, he like he, he looks wonderful standing he behind looks like MVP. Really bucks, but yeah, but he doesn't. Yeah, he's like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's not there at all. But no, unfortunately. Because I really do want almost to become a world champion just to spite Chris. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait. I cannot wait for the uh, summer. Well, I don't know if I'll be here, but if we, if it's not SummerSlam, it'll definitely be the Survivor Series uh, chain reaction when I get to be mm. on with Chris again. Because um, I, le- I want to hear that. All right, here's some uh, questions I got for you guys. The guy who hasn't watched a lot of these pay-per-views, WWE. Uh-oh. Let's open up with the woman's money in the bank. I mean, honest to God, why in the hell would they show that 2020 clip of Oscar winning it on the on the fucking top of the roof? With I know. No, with no fans. That was so lame. Yeah, but, it was. Um, the one thing that hurt that woman's match was not having, like, Sasha and mm-hmm. an injured Bailey go, go with uh, Becky Lynch and Oscar to be the glues of that fucking match because this match fell apart. Um yeah. Other thing though was big time Bex. What the what the fuck is that? What what is that <laughs> city gimmick? <laughs> I love uh, it. She looks like uh she kind of reminds me of the lead singer of Missing Persons. What is it? I, yes. I mean she's she's bulletproof, but and she comes up like they come up with this shit for her. Oh, see, see, I think this is where again I'm not advocating. She's becoming bullets. She's becoming to get she is becoming getting bullets. I mean, this is bad. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not advocating anybody to willfully watch WWE programming on a consistent and regular basis. But I do think if you haven't been watching like the evolution of Becky Lynch, like 
I don't, that's I, fair. I, have I don't think it's a great gimmick, Pete, but I think she's been doing some really interesting stuff with the character. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I will say, though, the crowd was into this match. I mean, it was hot for the first few of these shows, the first, first few yeah. of these matches I mean, up until uh, Ronda and uh, Natalia, and they did not want to see any of this fucking chain wrestling. Scott's match of the night. They were dying on a vibe. Yes. They, they got it back in towards the end. Yeah. But my God, they were dying on the vine. The crowd did not give a shit about that chain. That's why, why I was saying, like, you need somebody like one of the four horsewomen to get a good reaction from a Ronda match. Or even, yeah. and, and this 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 is going to sound like I'm just being a homer here, Scotty. But I think mm-hmm. even in those two matches she had with Nia Jax, there was a reaction from the crowd because you had that size difference. And Whereas, the yeah, yeah, but I think like with Natalia, you have somebody who is a heel who's also kind of been a, like she's she's really good in the ring, but she's just been around for so long. And Rhonda, who mm-hmm. is naturally an unlikable human being, in my opinion, and it's like, I, who am I cheering for here, Pete? <laughs> I, I, I am totally with you there, Nate. And the other thing though, I find interesting was like it almost felt like because I know Natalia was the general here. It felt like yeah. she was trying to have like this hard dungeon match, and mm-hmm. uh, but no one really got the history of it, and mm-hmm. no one gave a shit. I don't think anyone remembers that Travis Brown helped protect Brett when he got r- attacked in the freaking mm-hmm. thing, and ah. this was this was definitely a like old school chain wrestling, this and that, but it just it didn't resonate at all to this crowd, which was a no. hot crowd going into this match. I know why it doesn't resonate because because Natalia is terrible. That's why it doesn't resonate. <laughs> that is, that could be a she should never how, be in a title match ever. She should never be in how, anything. It just sit how dare you, Scott Grisola, cats and move on. How dare you besmirch the the best of all times, Scott? <laughs> of all the times, <laughs> the Guinness World Record holder <laughs> <sighs> for the most cat for the most cat uh, Instagram posts. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. That's the other um, thing too. Like, yeah, Pete's right. Like they, the build to this match was all about Ronda basically like shaming Natalia for yeah. being out here on these Instagram and Twitter posts and, and Natalia firing back. But the match was an old school, like, yeah, like a dungeon match. And so like, the build and the match were kind of at odds with each other. Yeah, and, and even even the mm-hmm. verbal stuff was weird because you hear you hear them call each other bitch a lot on the show, mm-hmm. and they're chain wrestling. It's not they're not even yes, brawling. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> you know? That's crazy. But I mean, I, I I overall the show wasn't bad. I watched I watched I didn't watch it live. I watched a little bit of it throughout the next couple of days, and I thought it was fine. Uh, I'm not really looking forward to SummerSlam. I, I mean, mm. it's a show. I'm uh, not going. This uh, year. I thought that tag um, match was bitching uh, with. Yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah, and uh, easily uh, the match of the night. Oh yeah, that was great. Thank match. you, thank you for bringing that up, Pete, because I have I have something I wanted to talk about. Uh, Nate, you brought up about the lack of black wrestlers mm-hmm. highlighted at Forbidden Door. There is rumblings that it, that they are about to finally pull the trigger on a solo push for Mr. Montez Ford. Uh, I am in favor of that. I love Angelo. I love it. I've always loved the goofy guys in tag teams. So I love Angelo, but obviously Montez is the Shawn Michaels of this team. Yeah. Fortunately, 
Angelo is not does not live his life like Marty Jannetty, thank God. But 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 Montez is the Sean of this team. Uh, I he's think, also the Matt Hardy of this team. He's also the giant. I mean, big show of this team. He's also <laughs> yeah. the, the, the all the tro- He's also the uh, diamond. Who knows? I mean, it's like this is such a WWE trope where they start teasing dissension, and but they didn't do it in the match at all. But you know, commentary pushing it hard. Mm-hmm. Now they may not do dissension. They may just do something where Montez says, you know. It's time for us to move on, and they go do their separate. I mean, th- th- we don't need a super kick through the barbershop window every time. No, no, uh, you don't. I mean, we've got it enough. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's but we know that's probably what's going to happen. Such no one a else trope. Is and then yeah, it is. Trope. And the guy who's going to win the first match or the feud between the first because we have that. The other going to be the guy that pushed. The other one's going to go disappear and get fired in like mm. in six months. Yeah. So. Nate, do you think this is a good time right now in the WWE landscape for Montez to kind of break out? Yes and no. Like, I I feel like Montez is somebody who could easily refresh in your upper mid card and maybe Mm -hmm. even your main event if they really get behind him. Uh, But I think, and and also I think, like, I don't feel like Dawkins is just going to fade away depending on how they book the split. Uh, Because I feel like if you have a feud, you have that's going to hurt Dawkins, but if you, you know, bring back the draft and just have them part amicably, mm-hmm. I think there's a way to, you know, I don't, I don't think Dawkins is a world future world champion, but I definitely could think he could be somebody in that U.S. IC title range. Yeah, uh, I think so. so. Sure. Uh, whereas right, Tez, well, I think you guys have a higher opinion of him than I do. Um, but I haven't watched enough television recently, so that's. I yeah, mean, I, I, I think he's like he's not his ceiling's not as high as Tez's, but I feel like, given his size and his charisma, which pales in comparison to Tez's, but anybody's would, uh, I feel like he's somebody that could at least like he he could at least be uh, somebody like Rick Boogs or this version of Shinsuke Nakamura that they have uh, in in that mid card over on SmackDown. Oh. Like I I could see that. Yeah, uh, they're, they're definitely pushing Montez's uh, twenty pounds of muscle uh, storyline. Um. Yes, <laughs> uh, but I I wouldn't break them up. Like if if I had the pin, I wouldn't break them up just yet. I feel like if if we did not combine the two main singles titles, mm-hmm. they probably would have beaten the Usos at Money in the Bank. Uh, the reason they yeah. didn't is because you can't have this bloodline story with Roman currently out at the moment and have the Usos who are kind of Roman by proxy, Pete. You can't have them lose because it messes right. up the Roman story. So I get why the Usos went over, but I think that would have been a good moment for the Street Profits. I think they've got a legitimate, like, lengthy title run in them. And then after that, is when I would split them. But I think that there's still a little bit of juice left in the team. I, I totally agree. And uh, the, the fans bought into all the false finishes, especially yeah, the big yeah. one. My God, they were buying into that. Mm. And the, those two those two teams always have had good chemistry. Like, it, it, it reminds me a little bit of the chemistry that they had with the uh, Usos in the New Day. Like, it's, yeah. it's a similar kind of thing. And I, I think, hopefully, the WWE when they choose to break them up, does it smartly? Because I think, you know, like you, you're not going to have two main eventers, but you'll have a main eventer potentially and a really good mid-card guy potentially. 
But I think too often, Pete, like you said, they're like, well, we've got the good guy and we've got a guy that we don't really care about. And it's like, why would you, why would you throw away a guy that has value? You know, he might not yeah, be yeah, that's world champion value, Santana. but he's got value. That's what they did to Tito Santana back in 89 mm-hmm. when he broke up strike for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I think that, and uh, you know, what's, what's the problem with say, uh, Tez becoming like another power couple with his, uh, with his girl there, you mm-hmm. know, with his lovely wife, right? They're married, right? They're not engaged. Yes, they're actually I believe they're married. married. Yep. Yeah, they're married. They're married. They're um, married. yeah, they're married. Um, uh, I don't see why. I mean, I wouldn't oh, do that out of the wait, gate. Wait a I minute, would... Scott. Are you, are You'd you have calling fuel? <laughs> you, Am I what? You, you were calling Did I sorry, call her? <laughs> Wait, what did I call her? No, I said what I said was she, they, she and uh, her hubby could yes. be the next power couple, like mm. uh, like Seth and Becky. Or well, that, that's what I was doing. Like, I think that's. That's what you were you were asking for, really. You just not you just don't want to say it because you don't want to get your hopes up. You want right. the return of the mixed match challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I do want the mix. I love the mixed match challenge. I just Seth don't want and Becky Miz versus and, uh, Montez and Bianca in the finals. Exactly, and I don't want it. I don't want Miz and Maurice anywhere near it. So <laughs> there you go. Um, oh, God oh, forbid. They're, they're easily a two seed. Yeah. <laughs> um, First round so, bye. Uh, they bring Paul Jones back as their manager. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Paul Jones. Paul Jones. <sighs> no, Paul Jones has to manage somebody in the All Atlantic uh, title. <laughs> exactly. Uh, in AW. Um. So. Uh. So there we go. So there was Money in the Bank this past uh, Saturday, and of course the next big show mm. is on the for the first time in WWE history. SummerSlam will be, uh, in July. Will be a fifth down in Nashville at Nissan Stadium, home of the home of the uh, uh, home of the uh, Titans. Uh, Lashley and Theory are going to rematch for the U.S. title. Mm. Uh, McAfee, Pat McAfee will take on Happy Corbin. <laughs> that's kind of a good match for both guys. Take um, my money now, for, Scott. That's right, <laughs> and. This is almost like the best of. Uh, is this like we're better than the best of three that we never saw between Apollo and Rocky? It is Roman Brock seventy-two. Uh, <laughs> this time in a last man standing match uh, uh, in Nashville for oh both belts. We all Roman win because uh, the Usos will probably tie Brock to like a pole yeah, or something. Say, this or tie him, like Cena did to Batista. They'll just that down stipulation with already screams shenanigans. Oh yeah, well, yeah. That it doesn't count. Count. It that's was like, yeah, definitely some Memphis bullshit gonna happen. <laughs> exactly. Only, only Pete can get away with saying Memphis bullshit, and us going, yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyway, more we on could, WWE. We could have the... had Lashley and, and and Roman, but no, we we can't have nice things. No, we can't have nice things. Lashley Roman would have been awesome. Uh, I, yeah. That's that's a topic. That's another topic I'd love to get into down the line as as the summer progresses. Is God, the the revolution of of uh or the renaissance of Bobby Lashley since he's mm-hmm. been back. Period. Not just her business in the last couple of years. I mean, period. Yes, even with the sloppy uh fucking uh uh Rusev Lana crap that went on. <laughs> yeah, that, okay, that, that was, was rough. Was, that was rough. I loved yeah, his stuff with it was, uh, with Braun actually. 
Yeah, mm. I did too. Yep. I did too. So, a, so lot of, a lot of credit uh, on that episode will be given to TNA or Impact. Yes, absolutely. Just like for Drew McIntyre. Maybe that's yes. a double we could talk about. So, uh, let's talk about some other uh, uh, tidbits. Um, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned uh, Pete, about uh, the, of course, gigantic Ric Flair uh, mm. pay-per-view uh, mishmash. Um, have you purchased the package I, yet, Pete? With, with no, your I autograph? Have you. Pete no, I have not, and I don't think I will. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'll find something else to do uh, <laughs> in the middle of the day. Uh, but it seems like they're trying to grab like different promotions, but it's all indies are, are you know, trying to get their match on the show. And Triple mm-hmm. uh, A announced a, a, a show that's going to, I'm sure, is going to steal the show. And uh, we'll get over and be something for all those, all those, all the big uh, high spot fans. It's going to be Bandito. Versus Ray Phoenix mm, is yep. Laredo Kid versus Tarus. So I mean that should be a fun four way. Uh, at worst, I mean you have three great high flyers and Tarus who can is the best baser in wrestling. So it uh, it should be amazing. Um, I don't know if it'll be my style because I think it'll be too much go 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 without mm. connectivity, which has always been my big problem. With I I like a high spot a match like like the rest of us, but. I like to understand mm. why we're doing this stuff and why right. you do this, but but I'm sure it's going to get rave reviews by uh, Meltzer and other people. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, the rest of the card right now, the way it is, this is also a Nashville show. This is the day after uh, the pay per view, uh, the day after SummerSlam. No, I mean, I um, actually would li- if I was there, I would go to this show. I ain't going to lie, without a doubt. No. Um, Clark Connors will take on Ren Narita. Killer Cross, speaking of uh, speaking of Cross, Killer Cross will take on uh, Davy Little Davy Boy Harry Smith. Mm. Or is, is this Harry Smith or is it Davy? This is is it Davy Boy Smith Jr. It's not Harry, right? Oh, it is Harry. Okay, I don't know why they call him Derry Davy Boy Smith Jr. That's stupid. Um, Harry Smith, who of course is one half of the NWA World Tag Team Champions, the Commonwealth Connection with uh, Dougie Williams. Uh, the Von Erichs, Marshall and Ross will take on the Briscoes. <laughs> Always nice to uh, see the Von Eric boys pop up on a random show. No shit. I had a flair show on top of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flair's finally paying him back for exactly. all years ago. Evans is a surprise opponent. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. That, um, that's a wolf, thing that wolf. could happen, Pete. You never know. You know yes. Iron yep. run in. <laughs> Flair blade the wolves. for the claw. <laughs> we get a Still backslide. one of the biggest pops in Impact Wrestling history at that one random slam anniversary in the greater Dallas area, I believe, where the Von Eric boys were on the card. Yep. And Kevin jumped the barricade and applied the iron claw. Yep. You would have thought that was the greatest moment in wrestling history at that reaction. That's because Dallas rules. Texas fans rule. I ain't going to lie. Um. Yeah, uh, the Wolves will take on the Motor City Machine Guns. Mm. Uh, the four-way match that Nate, that Nate, that Pete just mentioned: Ray Phoenix, Taurus, Laredo Kid, and Bandito. Uh, three-way for the matches. Actually, ain't gonna lie. Yeah. yeah. Three-way match for the Impact Knockouts title. Jordan Grace will defend against Deanna Perrazzo and Rachel Ellering. Uh, 
And uh, the Impact World title will be on the line. Josh Alexander will face Jacob Fatu. And Ric Flair will face somebody in something. Um, <laughs> you know, here's my guess. I'm guessing now. This is my new guess. Is okay. it going to be Flair, Andrade, and Roosh versus FTR and Ricky Morton? Ooh. Mmm. 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 I thought for That's... sure Andrade's got to be working the Ric Flair show. There's not a bad thing. I like I like Flair, uh, Andrade, and Conrad versus um, <laughs> versus Tom Latimer and two match two uh, 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 partners of his choice in a Charlotte's Love Life match. <laughs> uh, oh God! I mean, if if I mean you 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 laugh you scoff, Pete Schermacher, but as we've learned over the past few years, if anybody can sell, it's Conrad Thompson. That's right. I mean, he's not the real pod father. He's the fake pod father. But anyway, he's like the, he's the uh, he's the under faker of pod fathers. He's the Brian Lee of pod fathers. Anyway, um, anyway, uh, obviously, as as we've mentioned in the past before, if you go to Fight TV, there's multiple mm. things you buy. This card alone, if you just want this show, I think it's thirty five. If you want just the if you want just the roast. I think it's 60. Damn. Something like that, or 50. If you want both and the StarCast panels, it's 100. And if you want all of that and the piece of the ring, as we as we thought Pete was going to do, it's... <laughs> no, we never thought that. <laughs> Not that it's, much uh, price point. I need a new job if that's the price point. <laughs> Is uh is is two hundred. So that's mm. the that if you want the whole shebang, if you want the pay per view, the 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 match card, the roast, all the star cast panels. I think there's three of them, and mm. uh and a piece of the ring. It's two hundred bucks. So we'll see. Um, from a card perspective, especially if you think about it from the perspective of this was originally going to be a one match show. Mm-hmm. I, that's a pretty good card. Like that almost tempts me to check it out, Scotty. Except for as we talked about last episode, like I'm I'm not here for this Ric Flair. Like no, I'm I'm not buying this to see potentially an old man. Uh, not only in his final match, Pete, but maybe in his final moments on Earth. Like yeah, I'm, I mean, he should I'm not, not here for this. wrestling. I ain't gonna lie. But if no. I was in Nashville, I would go to the show. I ain't gonna lie. But yeah, <laughs> mm. uh, I'd be sitting right next to Kevin Von Erich. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Uh, now, of course, Flair was supposed to. Um, there was a rumor that Steamboat and Flair were going to rematch mm. from their from their Wrestle War '89 match in the Municipal Auditorium, but Steamboat turned it down. Matt Cardona had said that he would have defended the NWA World mm. Heavyweight Championship against Flair, mm. but Cardona Cardona injured his uh, bicep and he's out, and Trevor Murdoch's the champ now. Uh, mm. Our good friend Sean Kidd has been poking the bear, meaning poking both Trevor, all Trevor and Flair and Conrad and uh, Billy Corgan to have uh, to have uh, Trevor defend the NWA World's Heavyweight Title against Flair and actually have Flair win. That would be pretty great. But um, <laughs> but they have but they have NWA 74 coming up at the end of August in uh, in St. Louis. So, but I still think that would be pretty cool, and I think Flair will and, be there. Until Sean Kidd was at it, ask. Uh, 
asking to poke the bear about Corrigan about opening up the damn uh, NWA uh, library, the Houston library that he owns. Mm. I would like to, I'd like him to poke the bear. I agree with you. I also want him to poke the bear about doing shows north of Charlotte, <laughs> so I could there I could go. <laughs> that would be nice. I wanna I want to uh, I want to I want him to do a show in Baltimore so I could uh, sleep at, in Nate's hammock and uh, <laughs> in his backyard uh, wearing uh, his Monarchs football jersey and then uh, <laughs> standing behind him and putting my head on his shoulder while he does the Kings of Sport so I could wave at Mark. <laughs> um, so anyway, I would that's what that's what I want ultimately. But that's another story for another day. Uh, wow, guys, uh, you know what? I'm gonna save. I want you to tell your story, Pete, and then we're gonna okay. we're gonna exit because uh, I was gonna do my GCW topic, but we mm. only got a few minutes left, and I really want to dive into that. I want to go down the rabbit hole for that, like yeah. uh, Steve Willie doing Steve Willie doing NBA on TNT ratings. Um, mm. I, I so we're gonna hold off that topic till one ninety nine in a couple weeks. I wanted to talk about GCW as a promotion, but we're gonna get into that. We'll get into that in two weeks because I really wanna I want to have a lot of time for that. So, uh, so Pete. Uh, tell us about your uh, your encounter from afar. Okay, so it happened in the last couple of weeks. They were uh, the WWE was in Austin, I guess. Um, and I've been puppy sitting uh, in the afternoons. I get off work and I I, I I just this neighbor asked me if I can hang out with their puppies, take them to the bathroom. So I end up taking them. Uh, I have this. We have this wagon, and so dogs will go in the wagon with me. And I'll I'll go walk ten miles with them or five miles with them and whatever. But this one day we all decided to go to the town lake, which is a uh, like a I don't know if it's town lake. We went to a, like the like the lake in Austin, and um, we we got there one morning, and uh, we were we we're all gonna like one of my friends, uh, the dog the person who owns the dogs was gonna do paddle boarding. I was gonna go take the dogs on a, uh, a hike with me in the wagon and then my friend brought his pit bull and right when the dogs saw the water they all wanted to swim and blah 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 so at this point i now have the dogs out of the water my friend's paddle boarding i'm now covered on in fucking dog mud and um <laughs> we walk i'm dragging this damn wagon with damn dogs in it and who do i see paddle boarding on the fucking lake Liv morgan <laughs> <laughs> I That's wanted to great. say something, but you know, a I'm filthy. Two, I looked ridiculous carrying these dogs in this wagon. I think you might have seen a picture of me, Scotty, with this thing. I mean, this thing. Yeah, I did. Okay, I did. So I these did. things just pop in there. So there's like yeah. they're puppies, but it's like forty pounds. <laughs> and I'm dragging. <laughs> and I am dragging these guys over. Uh, now they're not even at, in the damn wagon because they're seeing other dogs run. So now they want to fucking run outside the damn thing. So I have both of my leashes, and I have this wagon while we take up seventy-five percent of the uh, of the path as Liv Morgan is paddleboarding past us in the lake. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool because I don't think many people have seen uh, their uh, wrestling person paddleboarding by him in the lake. <laughs> that is pr- that's pretty good. But I wasn't going to is... myself and go, "Yo, live," you know, and, and do. You know, <laughs> Yo, Lou, it wasn't like I was wearing I a bet you AJ money in the bank. or something, you know. <laughs> Liv Morgan, there's no way you're winning money in the bank. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. You know, the only thing I noticed, like, I was like, whoa, well, this girl looks pretty good. And then I get closer. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking Liv Morgan. I <laughs> Plus, there's plenty of beautiful women in Austin, Texas. So um, 
and, and Liv Morgan fit in beautifully in Austin. So that's, that's all I can say. That's pretty awesome. That's a great you story. Know the, the one thing I do hate about Liv Morgan, and that was a wonderful story, Pete, like the new music that they have given her, like for a split second, I don't, know, I don't know if this happens to you, Scotty, but for like mm-hmm. the first two or three seconds of her entrance, I'm always like, oh, is Alexa Bliss coming out? Because they have very similar things. Yeah, I was, the first I was. I'm, I'm, I'm the money in the bank thing today. Mm. Like when she cashed in on Ronda, I was like, why is uh, Alexa coming out? Oh, there, that's Liv's song. <laughs> huh. And they can play sisters in any movie in the world, yes. you know? That's pretty great. Yeah, no, it's a good point on that. Um, I mean, the story sounded better when I brought it up, but I mean, it's, I mean, it's just, you know, <laughs> so random. This is a random one, you know. I'm I like looking at this girl. It was a wholesome like, story, this? too, Pete. I'm like, that's what I honey? like about it. And of course, it's fucking Liv Morgan. That's why I thought it was funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know another man who could have told a story about puppies and Liv Morgan, and it would have been slightly less wholesome than the, the <laughs> wonderful story you told us, yeah. Pete. <laughs> Oh, that's shout pretty shout great. out to Lawler wherever he may be. That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, gentlemen, uh, that was a fun episode. I had a lot of fun. Yes. Great, great discussion. Enjoyed that very much. I really wouldn't want to get into my GCW topic, but we'll save that for two weeks because. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh. I really do. I want to dive into that. No. Too, you know what? If there's, if, if, Pete, if there's any brain that Nate and I would like to dive in and never come out of, it's your <laughs> pit bull, bloody brain, your pit bull, muddy brain, and with Morgan. <laughs> wakeboarding so uh uh pete where can everyone find you at titans of wrestling on twitter i just finished up my obi-wan kenobi uh recap mm. on the plum next year great travis. show uh, it was great a, had a fun blast great. doing it um i love travis and i love that show uh so yeah, um, great. to all the haters who don't like obi-wan kenobi yeah fuck yourselves and yeah uh, <laughs> i agree hate watch i mean that's the thing about wrestling in star wars same this thing that there's still that same hate hateful community, but yes. there's a lot of good people out there too. So um so those people who like to or are nice, say hi to me. Uh, and at Titans of Wrestling on Twitter. That's, yes. I loved Obi Wan Kenobi. Loved it. It was, it was excellent. Uh I also just finished Stranger Things uh season four. Mm. That was actually oh, awesome. Okay, I haven't well. watched the last two, so I gotta watch them. Yeah, please yeah, definitely do. I definitely uh but, will be. But but uh, but but carve some time up because those last two episodes are not short. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw I saw it, so I was trying to do it. I'm like, I can't yeah. do it tonight. Uh, and if you haven't watched the first twelve minutes of the first episode of season three of The Boys, mm. I, it it might be the most. Oh, I'm, I'm all the way up on The Boys rule. That's a that's uh, a show. That show is amazing. Place. But the first yeah. that first. I'm not even going to get into it because children do listen to this show. <laughs> so we're going to just leave it at that because that was just batshit nuts. Uh, Nathaniel, what's going on over at the uh, Kings of Sport Patreon? Yes, and there, there is so much content to dive into, not only the, the aforementioned shows, but also uh, from the Marvel side of things, we got Miss Marvel still and uh, Thor dropped this week. So there's mm-hmm. so much to catch up on, Scotty. But yes. If you want to get caught up on the Kings of Sport Patreon, head over. Uh, five bucks gets you in the door. And uh, if you want to pay more, we won't stop you, especially not as high as gas prices are these days. Um, and cheaper than a strip club. Uh, t- yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Particularly uh, one with skip cheetahs, but oh wait, random sorry. random <laughs> fact I, I learned today, Scott. Uh, so sometimes you know I I don't have enough time to go and take a full lunch break at work. So you know I either bring something from home or if I you know feel adventurous, I'll try out a new uh, restaurant or mom and pop mm-hmm. off of a DoorDash. And so I'm going through DoorDash today, and the one of the local strip clubs has a restaurant set up on DoorDash. So you can order strip club food from DoorDash. And I'm like, I, like, that that's either the- Robbie from the strippers, awesome. Yeah, yes. like, that's either the worst idea that or the best idea. cover, that's cheaper. cheaper than that. It's like, yeah, I want stripper food without the strippers. Exactly. Yeah. Why did Hooters went out of business during the pandemic? Oh, yeah. Yes. I really don't want to eat your steak sandwich. I want uh, <laughs> Destiny to serve me my steak sandwich, but. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, of summer, one of them, you know. <laughs> yes. They're all interchangeable. Oh, my God. That's so great. Uh, but, yes, Kings of Sport, uh, Patreon. Uh, five bucks gets you in the door. If you want to pay more, we won't stop you. Uh, over 200 hours of audio and video. Uh, Scott's been on the Patreon a few times with the chain mm-hmm. reaction. Uh, Steve Willie uh, has been on the Patreon uh, numerous times, including uh, TDT Talks, which was a show we started uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, phase one of That's the right. pandemic. Uh, so that that archive is up there as uh, well. There's a lot of. Uh, you know, the earlier episodes of the NWA podcast up there before we went to post. And, of course, the Kings of Sport. Uh, so there's a lot up there on the Patreon. Uh, we're going to spend some time this summer to kind of re- rejuvenate, uh, much like Bobby Lashley when he went to Impact Wrestling. Uh, we're going to rejuvenate the uh, Patreon uh, just because things will be kind of falling behind a little bit because of work. But it's summertime, so it's time to time to put out some of this hot content uh, mm-hmm. for the people, Scotty. So head over to Patreon.com. Yeah backslash the kings of sport and uh you can check that out and you can uh, follow me on twitter at in the number eight m-o-z-a-i-k yes yes oh you yeah can. yes you can these guys are both great and now uh, scott yes give, give us the 20 minute uh re- recital of uh all the products going on <laughs> from the various <laughs> networks <laughs> i go to the triple h school of selling good stuff all right yes. it's about to take um of course, place to be.poppy.com, the PTV Wrestling Network. You all, everyone obviously listens because you're listening to this fine program. We had a busy week. We had a new episode. Uh, we had a new episode of uh, Main Event, which you're listening to right now. We also have a new episode of PTVN's Pedestal. Uh, we also had a, as I mentioned, a debuting episode of the new show called Starflation. Callum McDougal is going back to previous five-star matches that Dave Meltzer has graded and uh, is watching it with guests and uh, trying to decipher if the match has survived well enough that it should be a six or seven star now that Dave has changed the rules and broke the space-time continuum. Uh, so check that out. Uh, new episode this weekend, of course, of uh, Highway to the uh, Not Highway to the That's next week. NWA Saturday special. Uh, myself and Dr. G. New episode of Chicken Salad uh, will drop tomorrow. And all great new stuff next week. Of course, the PTV Pop Experience, complete with all of the daily video jukebox songs of the day. I did Real American on the 4th of July. Terry did a little bit. Terry did a little business on the 4th of July. He did a little bit. <laughs> Got a piece of business on the 4th of July. Um, and, of course, uh, the no-so and uh, the Jenny position, uh, the quad of pots. Uh, that'll do it for uh, the uh, this week's episode of the main event. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back in two weeks. 
to continue discussing things. We'll be, be previewing. No, we will not be previewing uh, SummerSlam. We'll still be a week off. But we'll talk about other great stuff, and we'll talk more AEW. We'll give you an update on uh, G1 Climax 32, because uh, we'll be about a week into the into the matches. And much, much more. Maybe we'll get into my GCW topic as well. For Brother Pete, for Brother Nate, I'm Brother Scott. You've been in the main event. Talk to you in two weeks. Hey, Scott Criscola. I don't know, Pete. This might be it. Yes, Nate Milton. So, you know how Pete was talking about his... Uh, encounter on the lake uh, and meeting a WWE superstar and you know what Scotty I I was going to tell you a story but I I just want to live in the moment see you next time